I'm Sam Dingman. And I'm Mac Montandon. And on our new podcast, The Rumor, we're trying to figure out if the Orioles faked a power outage in 1997. The answer involves Baseball Hall of Famer Cal Ripken Jr., Hollywood Hall of Famer Kevin Costner, and a renegade cop who goes by Mad Dog. We're going to try to unravel this mystery before this mystery unravels us. Listen to The Rumor on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sponsored by WinBet. I want to be the best. I want to be the best. And that's why I play the game. To be the best, you have to win. And that's what drives me. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Talk podcast slash YouTube slash We Do It All. As always, I am your host, John. Very happy to be here. My boy, Jay Hizzle over there in the six. How you doing, baby? Doing great. I'm ready to talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers, man. I think I think it's a great young team. Um, and, I, and I say that because there are a lot of players on the team who could potentially be great but they're definitely not a great team right now. <laughs> definitely not a great team right now, man. But you know what? Since they're not a great team, that makes for great content for me and you to talk about, brother. Yes, sir. Exactly right. Let's do this then, brother. Let's let's get straight into this Cavs talk. And the first thing that we like to ask, and you already know what it is, Jay, as a Cavs fan, do we believe that they were happy this year? They were content with the, how this last season just went? I think it's that's a tough question because obviously they weren't competing. I don't even think in their mind they were ever a playoff team to begin with and they start the East. And but they actually started the season very well, extremely well, with you know Andre Drummond as has their centerpiece. <laughs> but but I think that that they they you can't be content with how the record was, but I think in the sense that you got your record put you in a position to get Evan Mobley, who's a promising, promising young big. And I think you got to be happy with what last season brought you more as you knew you weren't going to be competing realistically record-wise in the East. So it, it was more so you got a great piece because of how you did. So you got to be content with that, I would say. Yeah, man. <clears throat> if they would have did great last season, they definitely wouldn't have landed this uh this this great player in Evan Mobley. And we're gonna get into Evan Mobley real quick. I just want to put this out there, dog. The freaking Cavs lost by thirty six yesterday to the Bulls, dog. Like that is not acceptable. <laughs> like you are not supposed to lose by thirty six to, to another basketball team. I just I had to put that out there. I know it's preseason, but come on, man. Thirty six yeah. points. All right. <laughs> all, right. all right so jay so let's talk about mobley our guy you know i really do like him i really do like him and, and like how you said jay i really think he is he's a great player he's got a lot of promising uh promising young talent he led he led usc in, in scoring and when he was at usc but the thing is jay i don't know if he got picked to the right i don't know if he got drafted to the right team and this is why i say this man like right now they have an extremely packed front court, man. They got Evan Mobley, they got Lloyd Marketing, they got Jared Allen, they got Kevin Love. I know older, not gonna get as much minutes. And then they got a Taco Falls, also not gonna also not gonna get you know extensive amount of minutes. But that is extremely packed back court, and it's kind of hard for a rookie because you know we know that as rookies was the number one way to get better is go out there, make mistakes, make mistakes, and work through them. But you don't got too many mistakes to make when you got 
for the people in your position ready to take you right out, man. So talk to me about how you feel about that, uh, about that fit. Is that, is that even a packed uh, front court to you? Are you worried about that or are you, you, you good? I'm not, I'm not as worried. I feel like as you, because here's the way I look at it, John is Evan Mobley is a great creator uh, offensively. And you mix that with Jared Allen, who's a rim runner. Uh, you know, he can run the pick and roll. Great. You can, get him out there with Sexland, shout out Sexland, Colin Sexton, and Darius Garland, who are great, you know, creating point guards. I would say that Colin Sexton is more of a scorer, and he's also crazy, apparently, to his teammates, apparently. But I think that he he's a great fit if there was another big, because he doesn't demand the ball as much as, you know, a star big would. Not saying that Jared Allen's a star. He's really great at what he does blocking shots, rebounding, getting putbacks, like I said, being that pick and roll uh, screen setter, which for young guard, like developing guard and, and great handle, I might add, and Darius Garland needs uh, as an option, as a, as a rim runner. It's a perfect fit if there was to be. I agree that it is kind of a tight fit with Lori Markinen, and it's not really a clear, clear direction of what they want to do there. And Kevin Love, who I think is going to be a great mentor at the same time for Evan Mobley. And I know that the Cavs had that in mind when they brought him in uh, because they knew that Kevin Love would be a great mentorship role. And he will get minutes. Not to say Kevin Love's just going to be a player coach this year. He will get minutes and try to help out that that backcourt, uh, sorry, that front court unit. But the skills that Evan Mobley has he does fit well with Jared Allen if he was going to be paired with another big at that four position. Okay. So, so you, you're, you, you want to run it back to like a twin towers type thing, man, because Evan Mobley and Jared Allen, that's, man, that's two seven footers right there at your four and five. And that, that, if that works and like how you said, Jay, if they can get the right guard, like a, like a Garland, a a Darius Garland or someone to set them up, man, that could be, that could uh, cause havoc, man. But um, all right, Jay. So I, I I just wanted to get your 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 feel on the on the front court. But like how you mentioned, the back court is what we need to talk about. Uh, Sexland and Darius Garland. Uh, how do you feel about them, Jay? My first thing that comes to me is the lack of defense. That scares me, especially in today's league. You know, I like those. That's that's two. That's two. Those are two six one guards who don't have the greatest def- uh, don't have the greatest defensive ability. And two uh, two seasons ago, the, the 2020 season, when uh, when Colin Sexton was on the, was on the floor, the the Cavs were, had the worst defensive rating in the entire league. Man, so it's just it, it's tough on the defensive end. Does that does that is that a sign of concern to you? Should, are you looking to move any of those guys because of that? Yeah, I think it's a definite sign of concern. Uh, just strictly because they're giving a lot up defensively and offensively. I'm not too sold on them as scorers. I'm more sold on Darius Garland. I think he can be a, a solid starter in the league, if not you know a high level player in the East. But Colin Sexton, I don't think is the option at that two guard. Uh, if I'm being completely honest, I think they need to figure out what they can do. I know he was on the market. There was a lot of talk of him potentially being in the Ben Simmons trade. And who knows? He could still be there. Ben Simmons might be the option there. Uh, and you pair him at that two guard position. I don't know. Or maybe have him at the three and move Isaac Okoro to the two. I don't know. But I think that, yeah, it's a concern of mine as well. Just defensively, I think they're giving up a lot 
uh, way too much size uh, to to match up with guards who are a lot bigger. We see a lot of bigger guards this nowadays, and then to match up with that, the scoring isn't there, and and the shooting's not there to where to be something I'm comfortable with. Obviously, we saw Darius and Garland improve his shooting this past year, but I'm not sold on Colin Sexton as a consistent three-point shooter in the league. And neither, and neither am I, brother. And, you know, you said the name the NBA has been talking about all offseason, and that's Ben Simmons. And that's exactly who I have here that I want to talk about with, uh, with you, Jay. So we know that the Cavs are clearly lacking some backcourt defense. We know that Ben Simmons clearly is elite defensive player, really one through one through four, very, very elite. So, Jay, I have some trades here that I drew up on my mind, and I want to know if you would accept them as a as like the Cavs uh, GM, as the Cavs, you know, as the Cavs representative. Okay, let me know if you are taking this trade for Ben Simmons. All right, so we have you give up Colin Sexton and Laurie Marketing for Ben Simmons. Absolutely, absolutely, a hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent of the time I'm taking that. Uh, obviously, you got Laurie Marketing um, just over from the Bulls. But I think it's a situation where you're bringing in Ben Simmons. And I look at, like I said, putting him in. That's perfect you said that because you're putting him in possibly at the three and you just have an ultimate, ultimate stacked front court uh, with size offensively. Obviously, Evan Mobley is going to grow into an offensive player. Uh, He needs to get that, you know, that confidence under his belt. We've seen at times he can be – a little take the back seat to others, but that's natural as a rookie. You're just feeling your way out. You know, you're adjusting to the speed of the game and, and you're just getting your feet under you. So that, that's natural, a natural progression as a rookie, especially we've seen in the past that as a big man, it ta- it's a slower process and slower level. Whereas a guard, you know, you're mostly for the most part, you're growing into yourself. You know how you move. Uh, as an athlete, whereas a big man, you've been big your whole life. You've been growing into your body. So as an 18, 19 year old, not sure how old Evan Mobley is. He's around that age. Uh, he's going to grow in and develop. So you have to be a little more patient with bigs. As a Warrior fan, I know that <laughs> Wiseman's going to be a natural progression as a big man, unless it's, you know, AD. We've seen players dominate right away, but 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 not to get so, too sidetracked here. I think that you bring in a guy like Ben Simmons as playing at the three, you're adding that with Darius Garland, adding another creator. And maybe I would ask for another shooter in return. Uh, Maybe, you know, Danny Green or someone to solidify that uh, as just another piece and get those contracts to match up as well. I don't know the number from a sheer numbers point, but if you can get another shooter in return and put them around Darius Garland, and then those bigs, I think it's a good return for the Cavs. But I do – the lack of shooting may concern me if you're not getting anything back. Okay. All right. So so let's – you know, let's – maybe that was a little too easy for you, Jay. Let me amp up the pressure a little bit for you. Would you take a – would you give away Jared Allen and Collins and Sexton for Ben Simmons? Jared Allen, I would, I would be a little more hesitant there because – I think having that rim protection and having that, you know, that guy behind you, as we've all seen, it makes your life as a defender a lot easier because, you know, as you're pressing up on a guy, you're putting more pressure on defensively on the perimeter, knowing that you have a rim protector 
behind you, you can, you can, you're able to get in your guy more because you know, if you get beat, you have him there to protect you. So giving that up is, and, and, and adding that to the addition that he's offensively skilled to where he can finish around the rim. He has good hands, uh, which you can often find too easy. I feel like, obviously I feel like centers are replaceable, maybe the most replaceable position, but a guy with the skill set like Jared Allen, who can finish rim, has the hands, crazy wingspan. I don't even know what his wingspan is. Probably like seven, eight or seven, seven. But I would be a little more hesitant, but I'm still think I'm going to make that move just in terms of you're getting Ben. You would have to throw in, you know, you'd have to throw Evan Mobley, probably move him up to the five. And then you're playing with Ben at the four or the three. And I feel like he is a natural, more of a natural four uh, in the league. And he can still play that playmaking role with Darius Garland on the on the floor to play that one. So he can just get his on the break and things like that. But I would still do that move if I'm the Cavs. But I'd be a little more hesitant giving up Jared Allen. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you you that you brought up that you know that 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 hesitance, you know, being hesitant to make that trade because of how of how great of a of a roller Jared Allen is, not just a roller, a defensive player and we know in, t- in like today's day, that's huge, man. If you can get a guy that can set that that can set some screens, roll to the hoop, catch lobs, play some defense, man. That's that's the ultimate big. That's like the ultimate uh, role, the ultimate role player big right now in the, in the in the league. And especially since the Cavs also added Ricky Rubio, man. You know he is just one of those guys that just got the ball on a string, man. He could just find those players. So I. I I would have to go the other way on this one, Jay. I would, I would, I really want to keep Jared Allen on the team, but now let me, let me switch it up. Let me ask you, would you do Kevin Love and Garland? I'm not ready to give up Darius Garland right yeah. now. For ben I can't Simmons? give up the land. I can't give up the <laughs> land. Nah, nah. I, 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 I see the potential. Uh, we saw the growth of him last year, especially in that playmaking role as, as the one, um, you know, he's dealt with his injuries in the past, but I see him developing into, I'm not going to throw him in that CP3 conversation uh, too soon, but that would be a, a com- uh, that would be a comparison that I could see if someone made that. And I'll even make it right now as him potentially developing into that, that sort of caliber player. Um, obviously, defensively has work to do, but he he's a player that I'm going to rely on. Uh, if I'm the Cavs and I'd be way more hesitant because we haven't seen that shooting uh, from, from Ben Simmons, even free throw shooting, you know, I talked about on, on the 76ers, that's all he needs to improve because he, he can get to the rim. No one's stopping him. And if you want to foul me, sure. I'm going to knock down these free throws because you're not stopping Ben Simmons to, from getting to the turn to the cup. But Nah, Ricky Rubio was a, was a good addition, especially at, at the mentorship role. But he's not a starting guard, and he's def- shooting deficient as well. So if you bring in a guy like Ben, you're bringing him in. Are you building around? Yeah, my question to you is: You're building around Evan Mobley or Ben Simmons if you get rid of Garland. Um, and, and I'm not ready to to throw to all that. my eggs in that. But yeah, no, no. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so Jay, you you big on the land. You big on you big on the land. I'm big on the land. <laughs> big I'm on big the on land. the land. I'm I'm more. I would gladly give away Sexton in a deal than than Garland at this point. 
Okay. Okay. So then, so then if we, we, we see how you feel about the land. So then let's talk about, you know, your, your segment, my guy, you know, let, let's talk about your segment, the clutch talk timeout. Jay, you want, you want to, you want to lead this for us, brother? Let's get it in. And this is to you, Jay. So who, who are you, who is the clutch player on, on the Cavs? Um, you got Dar- Darlin, you got a lot of number one options, potential number one options, I would say. Uh, but no real clear cut person to me. Um, but who who are you going to in clutch time uh, if you're the Cavs? I I, w- I wouldn't. I really wanted to go with Darius Garland because you know for the for the points that you bring up with him being with him being able to shoot. But man, I just love the dog in Colin Sexton. Just the just the grit. I'm gonna young get boy. to the hoop. Yeah, exactly, young boy. I'm gonna get to the hoop, and I think that that aggression and with him that like angry and that like kind of mentality is either going to get him to the line or he's going to get a bucket. You know what I'm saying? So if I had to pick between the two, cause it's definitely between Sexton and Garland, I would have to go with Sexton only because I think Sexton is just more of that young bull. But what about you, Jay? So you're, you're bigger stab, you're JB bigger stab. You're going with young bull. Okay. Okay. If I'm JB bigger stab, I'm going with young bull because because Garland has proven time and time again, he's a great playmaker, but if I need a bucket and someone to get their shot or get to the rim, I'm going with young, young bull uh, strictly because we've seen him do it before. Not to say that Darius Garland hasn't hit big shots, but uh, Sexton has more of a track record being that go-to guy. And he has that if factor. He wants to take that last shot as well. So until he's off that roster, I think he's going to demand that ball in crunch time situation. So it's going to be hard for the Caps, you know, to go away from him. As he should, like, as he should, really. Um, but, okay, so, so Jay, I, I we know the one and the two. We, we know that, that, that that's the sex, that's sex uh, Colin Sexton and Darius Garland. But and then it starts to get, a, I guess, a bit iffy from, from three through five as, as far as the starting lineup. So talk to me as far as how are, how are you going to deal with that we got Isaiah, uh, Isaac Okoro, which is a great defender. No, not, not the greatest offensively gifted player, but a great, a great defensive player. But then we have Lloyd Markin, you know, not as great on defense, but more offensively gifted. Um, but then are you going to run a seven-footer and have a seven-footer the three, four, and five? Yeah, I don't think you're going to really do that. So talk to me, Jay, about how you're feeling as the uh, as for the Cavs lineup. Well, for right now, you're going to go with uh, Darius Garland, Colin Sexton at the one and two. I don't think there's any debate about that. And then at the three, I'm going to go with Isaac Okora. You know, he was a high pick for the Cavs in the past, you know, the past season. And you have to think that that is, that is who I'm going with. If I'm JB Bakerstaff, that one, two, three, that young punch. And then at the, at the four position, you're going to go with your third pick in the draft, Evan Mobley. And then, at the five, it's Jared Allen. And then I look at the, the rest of the roster, and you got a good you got a good rotation having Lori Marketing coming off the bench as a, a three-point shooter. You got Ricky Rubio to be the backup to the one. Chetty Osman, obviously he, he has work to do, but we've seen what he can do as a role player as well. But I look at that bench, and that's where I'm I'm kind of just oh, I'm kind of a little shook up. You got K-Love as well there, but you have a lot of, I wouldn't say no names, but you got a lot of pieces who are young. Dylan Windler, obviously a shooter off the bench. 
but you got a lot of question marks on on that bench that you really don't know where their rotation goes after one or two with Ricky Rubio and Lori Markinen. So it's a little bit concerning on my end. But how are you feeling about the starting line, Jay? That that was literally the perfect perfect description, Jay. I feel that the Cavs are realistically like a ten man team. You know, all all other teams in NBA are like are fifteen, sixteen man teams. But I think that the Cavs realistically only have ten playable players, right? Like, I, not even that the other players are are no names, but it's at the but it's at the fact of like they are. You might as well be out. You might as well go tank. You might as well go tank if you, you know, if you're going to put them out there. Uh, and and that also sh- shows signs of concern. You know, like the season, um, we injuries come up, injuries happen, and if you only got a ten man lineup to to reliably run out there, I also have huge signs of concern um, for, for for the for the Cavs and and their starting lineup. But I also would agree with you, Jay. You know, the one and two is sexlin. Darius Garland and then Colin, Colin Sexton. I really want to put Lloyd Marketing, but I'm not going to run a seven footer at my three. He's just going to get worked on on defense. So I, I, I would I have to side with you, Jay, on the on the Isaiah Okoro, Evan Mobley, and, and Jared Allen. My boy Jay got the good lineups. Got the good lineups. <laughs> All right, Jay. Well, Jay, we know that there you know there isn't much for like to 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 talk about like with the Cavs, especially when it comes to untouchables. So to you, Jay, is there even a single untouchable on there? I know Evan Mobley is great potential, but we haven't seen the man play one real NBA game yet. No untouchable players on the Cavs. I I think there's there's no real debate unless you unless you got it otherwise. I think the Cavs are a very young team, which is very good at trade assets as well. So if I'm a I'm on my team like the Philly maybe even Portland, I'm looking at that roster and I'm saying, who can I get assets as well as young potential talent uh, to to possibly look as a trade partner or maybe a three-team deal as well? All right, all right. So, Jay, you know, um, w- with a team like the Cavs, man, it's, it's really more just look let, – let, let's look forward, man. So – because there's not much to look into right now. So let's talk about this this upcoming season, Jay, and where do you see the Cavs finishing – and uh, are they a play-in? I don't think they're playoffs. No, I see them as one of the bottom three seeds of, in the East. And that's really pretty much it. I think there's no really expectations. I think they're going to be in a lottery team again this upcoming season, this upcoming draft in 2022. And I, I, think, they're, I think they're content with that as well. The way they have their roster set up, they know they're going to develop the, that those young pieces and they're probably one or two years away realistically from even competing with that set roster. And then you don't even know what you're going to do with Sexton Garland and, and really that roster. So we can see a lot of turnover as well from some of those pieces So and look for them to make be active potentially at trade deadline. So follow up to that question, Jay, you know, you said that there's like one, one to two years until they're back into, uh, you know, be able to compete. So, so you have one or two years until they're back into the playoffs or, or how many years? One or two, yeah, probably two, two on the over there. On the over. Two of the two years, two, I should say even two to three years where they're even legitimately competing for a playoff spot, let alone a play-in. Um, so, so that's just where they're at in terms of their development 
and getting in a guy who's a clear number one until they we can answer that clutch talk timeout with a clear option at, at the number one go-to guy, they're going to have some trouble and some answers. Maybe Evan Mobley's that guy. Maybe it's Darius Garland. Maybe they already have it on the roster. Maybe they got to go out and get someone. We don't know, and we'll see. Yeah, Jay, and I, I I would have to agree with you on that on that two and on the over for uh for as many for as long as it's going to take for the Cavs to be back in contention because I mean like how you said Jay like they would for for them to be around two or three years to get into the playoffs they would have to make perfect moves you know from here on out no letting players walk no no none of that man keeping a Darius Garland who knows if they even do that you know if they decide to ship. Uh, Darius Garland, which would be a terrible decision that could prolong that to a, a, four, a four or five year um, rebuild, man. So I, I, I definitely agree with you on that. But um, all right, Jay. So last question here. What's one word or one phrase that we feel that a Cavs fan would describe their last season and how they feel about this upcoming 2021-2022 season? Andre Drummond buyout. No. <laughs> uh, probably probably just rebuilding and still building there ain't much much to it it's just they know what they got they know what they're the pieces they're trying to develop and then they got to just keep developing you bring in Mobley you add another block to that building and, and you're working to build that foundation for to potentially compete in a few years like a lot of, the, of these younger teams in the league Man, I mean, the Cavs got to do it, man. How do you build a house? Brick by brick, man. The Cavs got to yep. do it. The Cavs, exactly, bro. The Cavs got to exactly. do it, man. All right. All right. Well, this is this is a good point for us to go ahead and uh, and uh, wrap it up here, Jay. You got you got any anything else you want to talk about with the Cavs here? Nah, there's, there's not much to talk about with the Cavs in terms of this season. Like we keep saying, the theme is sticking with choose your core who you believe in as those young guys and then keep building around them. And once they find that they're, they're going to be successful. I think JB Bickerstaff is a solid coach and he, he can, he can be, lead a young team uh, to the promised land eventually, but the, the pieces aren't there right now. And that's clear. Man, that's clear, Jay. Well, that, the, that's a great way to sum it up here, Jay. And that's a good way for us to put a little, little period on this man. So I just want to let all the fans know, man, if you guys listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, don't forget to give us a ranking, man. Give us a five-star ranking. Leave us a comment, man. Let us know what, what's your favorite team. Let us know how you're feeling about the Cavs. And, Jay, what do you want the people on YouTube to do? Subscribe. Please. That's going to be the theme until we get more that percentage of subscribers up, y'all. We appreciate and we love Clutch Talk family watching our videos, supporting us that way. But if you could – just simply click that rectangular gray white box there that says subscribe. That's all we need you to do. And we appreciate y'all watching as usual. Yes, sir, man. So that's it, man. We out of here, y'all. Clutch talk out. Peace. After you take Brandy to the prom, you coming back to school with shades on your head. Literally looks like a jersey that you would leave out on the side of the street to get picked up by the garbage company like the next day. Me and Matt say we're 6'4", but I think we're each probably an inch shorter than that. Me rounding up hurts nobody, helps everybody. Basketball tales so strange, you didn't know that you didn't know them. So listen up, y'all. It's NBA Storytime, available wherever you get your podcasts.